just a little disclaimer before we get started. I am super excited to be back, but I have not done this in a minute, so there's a good chance that this sounds like shit. We're gonna roll with it. It's fine. It's totally fine. Just wanted to say uh, how happy I am to be back, and uh, yeah, let's do this. Welcome back to the Rebel Overview. I'm super excited to be back. I, I totally did not mean to take as long of a hiatus as long of a hiatus as I did. Um, it's just after I lost my job and everything, I was kind of just out of it. I wasn't really in the mood to do much of anything, honestly. Um, and I knew that I wasn't in a place to do a podcast. And if I did do one just to get an episode out, it, it wouldn't be as high quality as I would like for it to be. Um, and I always told myself if I ever did do a podcast or anything like this that I wouldn't want to be somebody that just rushes episodes out for the sake of just having a product out there. I'd rather wait and potentially upset some people um, just to make sure that I think that it's high quality. Um, and I think it's something that deserves to be out there and something that I think you know people would enjoy to hear. Um, so yeah, that explains why I've been gone for... I don't even remember how many months. I think at this point it's been like three months. Um, but I just want to say thank you to everyone that has given me advice, everyone that has replied to my Reddit posts, um, everyone that's you know even read the Reddit posts. Um, I was upset that I even had to push it back this most recent time by a couple of days. But I, again, I was and I, I was ready to record on the original day that I was going to record, which was on. Tuesday and just everything that happened Monday night I was just like there's no way because I'm barely getting any sleep Um, I'm just kind of rattled from what happened and I'm just kind of not in the right mindset again Um, but I didn't want to push it back by a long time because I was like I can make up on sleep in like a night or two so I just pushed it back a couple of days and here we are Um, I'm finally starting the recording I probably won't record it all today I'll probably record the rest of it tomorrow but I'm starting it now and I'm happy to be back and thank you all for sticking around and thank you to all the new listeners and just everyone that can hear this. Thank you. Cause anybody listening, just obviously you're supporting it and obviously you're supporting me. And I just want to say thank you because that's awesome. I don't know. Like I said, like I said earlier, this, this might be awful because I haven't done this in a hot minute. So I might trip over my words and have some dead spaces where I don't know what to say. Um, but anyway, you guys aren't here to hear about me. You're here to hear about Red Velvet. And this week we're picking up right where we left off. And we are doing the Perfect Velvet album. Now, this album had a re-release, remaster, something, whatever you want to call it. Um, a deluxe version, whatever, come out some months after the regular version. And I'm going to do that separately because that involves... Bad Boy, All Right, and one other song that I can't remember the name of right the second. Um, and I think Bad Boy is such a big song and video and stuff all in of itself, I didn't want to squeeze into this episode. Because with Perfect Velvet being like a, almost like a full-length album with like nine songs on it, I didn't want to have to make this one super long and short myself on a number of episodes. So next episode will be the Perfect, or will be the, um, the Perfect Red Velvet repackage album. Um... And I would just cover the three songs that were added on. And so that would be a shorter episode, but, you know, it's whatever. I would give Bad Boy its its due and give Peekaboo its due in their own episodes. So not to disrespect either one. 
Um, so, along with me being gone for a while, um, I you know, read some comments from some people and I made some ideas. Well, not made some ideas. I read some ideas and took some steps to increase the quality of the podcast and increase the quality of what I'm talking about. And part of that is that I've now decided to basically provide stats on the album in terms of like charts and stuff like that and like you know I don't know how I added to Red Velvet's legacy and like you'll see you'll see we're just gonna jump straight into it so Perfect Velvet came out in November or came out and came out on November 17th 2017 this was Red Velvet's third album of 2017 behind the Rookie mini-album, and their Red Summer mini-album. However, this was considered, I think this was their second actual full-length album after the Red. Um, and so that was why they wanted to go with Perfect Velvet, because the first full album was the Red, and then this was meant to be a contrast to that, as well as a contrast to the other two albums that had come out in 2017, which were Rookie and Red Summer, and they were both very red-sided. So... That's that. The album itself debuted at number two on the Guyon chart. It peaked at number one on the Billboard World Album chart, which gave them their third number one album of that year, following the, the other two that came out. And it gave them their fourth in total, which actually made them, at the time, I don't know about now, I haven't checked now because I haven't researched any more recent albums, but at the time it made them the girl K-pop group with the most number one albums on that chart and it actually tied them for most with all K-pop acts. It tied them with BAP, BTS, and GOT7. Like I said, this was at the time. I don't know if this has changed since then. Um, you can let me know if it has, but I'm sure I'll, I'll find out once I research the more recent albums as we get to them. Um, and the, the other three albums that were number one on the chart were Rookie, Red Summer, and then The Red also peaked at number one. Um, it reached number three on the top Heat Seekers. Uh, chart, which is actually their highest position on that chart for any album at the time, again, to date. Um, and as of recently, as of April 2018, the album has sold 101,032 101, copies, which makes it their first album to surpass 100,000 copies in South Korea. Um, many reviewers and sites just gave it praise and said that it was arguably the best domestic album of the year so the best k-pop album to come out of south korea um ideology a uh magazine slash publication source said that perfect velvet was the best album of 2017 and they rated it out of 729 total albums um the lead single is peekaboo which by itself peaked number two on the Guyon and Billboard World Digital Song Charts. Um, it debuted at 12 and 6 on the Guyon Digital and Guyon Download Charts, respectively, but rose to 2 and 1 in the second week of release. It debuted at number 3 on the Billboard K-Pop Hot 100, but rose to number 2 in the following week. And it also charted at number 2 on the Billboard World Digital Songs Chart, which tied Revelda's previous record on that chart, which was set by Russian Roulette. So, all in all, um, the album, the album, and the lead single were very successful, very popular. Um, people really enjoyed it. Um, I personally, myself, the album as a whole, 
I enjoyed it a lot. Um, by this point, I had already been rolling with Red Velvet for a minute. Um, not in terms of time, but more in terms of albums because of how many times they release albums and stuff throughout the year. Um, and I really enjoyed it. This was actually the first album that I managed to buy a hard copy of. Um, and that's not, you know, it's not to say I didn't want to buy earlier copies of Red Velvet's albums. I think the main thing was just that I didn't know how to go about it and I wasn't aware I wasn't aware of how many sites there are in the US that get these albums from Korea and then have their own shipping center here and then send them out to you. Um, I thought it'd be something where I'd have to order it from there and I thought that, that would just come with a whole slew of problems and stuff. Um, which I don't know why I thought that I've I've worked jobs where I've had to I've had to like help customers figure out where packages and where packages are going like over or internationally and stuff so i don't know why i thought that it was a more difficult than buying something here but i don't know i'm naive um i was still relatively new in the k-pop thing um so that's the first album that i've bought the hard copy of um i came with the, the poster the photo book and everything i had the poster up in my room um the photo book is probably still with the album um I was very happy with the purchase, and it was weird because, you know, I've never, well, let me say not, yeah, no, no, never. I've never bought an album that I didn't listen to beforehand, and I wasn't sure if Red Velvet's albums tend to sell out, especially since the the site I bought it from, Music Choice, is based out of LA, so they have to get the albums from Korea first and then sell them, um, and then send them out. So I went ahead and pre-ordered it. I've never pre-ordered a music album uh, at that point. And I was like, wow, I really hope I like this because I just spent some 20-ish, 30-ish, I don't know how much it costs, 20 some odd dollars to get this album. And I haven't heard anything from the album yet. I don't even think I'd heard Peekaboo yet. Um, so it was, it was, it was kind of nerve-wracking, but I, thankfully I really enjoyed the album. Um, it's one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty good for a album overview. Again, I'm trying new stuff. I'm trying to like change up the layout, change up the layout of the podcast a little bit. So if you hear something that you like or you don't like, please don't hesitate to let me know. Um, I've already had people do so, so it won't, it, it won't bother me at all. I just, I would like to know what else I can change on top of the stuff I'm already changing. So that will do it for. Like I said, the album overview. So I'm going to get straight into the songs. And of course, we have to start with the lead song, Peekaboo. Um, I guess we will start with... I guess I can start with the video. Um, so given that this is a podcast, um, I don't have any way of obviously showing you the video. Um, the best thing I can do is tell you when I start it and then hopefully you yourself can... If you're on a computer, you can pull it up in a different tab, or if you're on a phone, you may be able to pull it up as you're listening to the podcast and just like turn the volume down on it. I wish there was a better way for me to accompany that, but unfortunately there's not. Um, but I don't want to disrespect music videos by just not talking about them. Um, what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually going to talk about the song first and foremost. Um, so while I'm getting that ready... Um, I'm basically going to talk, I'm going to talk about the song first and foremost, just so we can get a feel for the song and everything first. And then 
I'm gonna do the music video and I'm gonna do the performance. Um, I'll probably only do like one or two. I might just stick to one of their performances because for the most part, their performances of lead singles are pretty much the same across different shows. They're just change their outfits a little bit and change the stage up a little bit. But even then it's usually not drastic changes. Um, I'll probably just pick the most popular ones because on top of me adding new stuff to the podcast, this is going to make it probably like drastically longer. So I don't want to make this like a whole like extra 45 minutes compared to what you guys are used to. Um, at least not straight back. Like, you know, if we, if we eventually get to that point, then so be it. Um, but I don't want to make that big jump just yet um, without at least getting feedback. So, like I said, we're going to start with the song. Um, I'm going to play the song while I'm talking about it. And I'm going to, you know, I'll listen to it in editing. But I'm going to try to get it to a volume to where you can hear me clearly. But you can also, like, kind of faintly hear the song in the background. So you can at least hear what I'm referencing. Um, and we will just go from there. Um, and hopefully... You know, people will like that and people will enjoy actually being able to hear the song instead of just silence when I'm not saying anything. Um, but I'm also going to play the song for myself outside of editing it in. So we'll see. We'll see how all this works. Hopefully this will all work out pretty well. Um, Spotify is not being very friendly right now. So give it another second. Okay, there we go. Um, okay. Alright, so I'm going to start the audio for Peekaboo in three... Oh, well, I guess I don't have to say when I start it, because I'm going to play the audio over the podcast. Alright, so we're going to start this now. Okay, why can you play... Okay, there we go. So, oh no. Okay, so the first time I heard this song was early in the morning because when they release their videos, they release it on their time and Korea's time is like way off from like American time. So um, when I heard this, when I first heard the song, it was super early in the morning. I was already getting ready to go to work um, and I was watching the video on YouTube and I wasn't quite sure how I felt about like the I guess kind of like that that chiming sound in the back that's like that the beat kind of focuses around um, I did like the drums because um, I like drums and songs I don't know why um, but I wasn't sure about the kind of like I don't, I don't even know how to explain it like you, you but you, I, I think you, you can hear it you can you can get what I'm talking about um, I just wasn't I wasn't totally sold on the beat like the drugs like said the drums were fine but the little chiming noise in the back during the chorus when they're not singing was kind of off. Um, I love that laugh part. Um, but as a whole, the just the the tempo of the song is great. It's it's like very in between between being kind of slow but kind of up tempo as well. Um, it's very down the middle, and I really like that. And then just the the energy that they're bringing on the on the lyrics and on the singing parts is very like. It sounds very confident and very just proud, but not like they're not trying to like yell it at you and they're not trying to sing it either. It's just very like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to kind of hard to say. Um, 
but hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, I love the the peekaboo part. I thought that was adorable. This part was really cool, um, where they kind of sing, like I guess it's, I guess that's kind of like a bridge, like at the end of the chorus, um, and then the breakdown was kind of dope. Um, honestly, the song as a whole, like unlike some of their other songs, there's not like a drastic change. I feel like between the way the chorus sounds, the way the verses sound, the way the breakdown sounds and stuff. And I actually really like that. The whole song just sounds like more cohesive and more together because of that. Um, but that's not to say I hate the old way that they do it. I just really appreciate that, you know, given that some of their other singles and stuff have kind of changed up a lot. Or like change up the sound and the flow between different parts of the song. Um, so I really like that this song was very, it sounded almost the same all the way through. Um, which kind of sounds like an insult, but it's not at all. Um, so yeah, that was the lead single, Peekaboo. Um, like I said, as a whole, I really liked it. It didn't, you know, it was, it was weird at first. It, it, it had to grow on me. Um, just because of, like I said, that kind of like high-pitched, like chiming noise in the back and stuff. Um, but it did, I liked it a lot. Um. I thought the song was very safe, which usually comes off as an insult, but I, I didn't think of it as one. Um, you know, Red Velvet at this point in their careers were very secure in their red sound and in their velvet sound. Um, so I think taking a safe route is not at all dangerous because they've already, they've had songs where they've taken like crazier routes or where they've, you know, gone with a riskier sound. And I thought that this was very safe and very, you know, very playful, very just kind of relaxed and up-tempo, if you can be both of those at the same time, which I guess this song is. Um, so yeah, it definitely it definitely showed off their velvet side, but also had some tones of red to it, I guess is the best way to put it. So yeah, that was the song itself. So now we will move on to the video. Um, I'm actually, okay, hold on, I've got this, because Chrome has not been friendly with me today either, I think my laptop is just not happy with me in general, so I'm just going to pull the video up on my phone, and just talk about it, and just mute it, so yeah, um, I don't really know why I felt the need to tell you guys that, I, I probably didn't need to, um, you guys probably don't, really don't care how I watch it. Okay, got the video pulled up, and for anyone that is attempting to watch it with me, I'm going to start it in three, two, one, now. So, I actually really like the opening shot just because that's the that's actually what's on the poster. Um, it's just a shot of them standing on the doorway, and I remember seeing the teasers for this video, and I was like, oh, is this gonna be like a kind of like a, a horror movie type deal? And I saw, you know, homeboy at the phone, the car, and I was like, oh, what is, what is that? What's going on? And they'll touch on that later. Um, and then the song starts up, and the video starts up, and I actually just saw the movie, what is it, Us, recently? And, like, the, the tethers in the movie are wearing, like, all red, the clones or whatever. And I noticed that in this video, they're wearing red. I'm not tying the two together at all, because totally 
totally different like times like this was 2017 the movie came out 2019 um but i just kind of think it's funny how that's like a common idea that like wearing all red is just like mad creepy and it's a good horror thing um we're not gonna we're not gonna address joy on the table just just know she killed that part um I, i i really like the the dances in this video that take place in that like kind of empty-ish room um i don't know i just it's i don't know why it just seemed very like creepy but also very like charming um yeah just give just casually give yuri a crossbow that's fine um i like the visuals to this to this video because i like how their clothes for the most part are bright and flashy and have a lot of colors to them but the rest of the palette of the video like the house and how it looks and the outside and stuff where they are right now is very like dark and somber and only has a couple of color tones to it um so in terms of the story of the video because i know i should probably talk about that too at this point it seems like they've all become you know fascinated with this this delivery boy um and they're all kind of trying to entice him in their own ways and stuff. And, you know, they're very playful and stuff around him. Um, he keeps noticing creepy things happen. But, you know, he's he's a he's a warm-blooded male. He's He sees a house full of pretty girls that all like him. And he's, that, he's not going to let some, some creepy things scare him off. You know, as stupid as that is. Um, so then this scene happens where they're sitting around the clock. And they have the green jello in front of them. And I thought that was weird and kind of creepy. And then they all sneak off, and this is when I was like, okay, so this video's about to take, like, a mad, sinister turn. And then, you know, they all walk out with guns and stuff, and then Wendy jumps on Homeboy when he takes his, his blindfold off. But then you find out that it's literally just different scenes of the different girls, like, trying to carry him, trying to rush him out of the house, basically, like, oh, you know, we need to get you away from them, we need to go, like, they're crazy and stuff. And this is where the video kind of, in story story-wise falls apart for me because i'm like how would they do that five separate times or like who's really the one that takes him because i'd imagine everything that happens from here on out only happens once but then you see him he's all beat up and stuff and now he's like by himself and all the girls are standing on the doorway watching him and this ties back into the beginning um and then i'm gonna check real quick yeah that's where the song cuts out and you see him run to this photo booth and if you look at the side of the photo booth photo booth wow phone booth you see a shit ton of pictures of missing delivery boys and then you hear the car and you see one of the girls actually somehow got into the car when he wasn't paying attention and is now sabotaged him and then the end of the video is his shirt hanging up in a display case in their house and obviously they don't say exactly what happens to him obviously the the idea is probably that they killed him um but we know Red Velvet, they can never <coughs> kill anybody, right, guys? No? Okay. Um, anyway, so as a whole, I, 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 I love the video. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Okay, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan of today's horror movies. I don't like the idea that your horror movie has to have just a shit ton of jump scares. And that's what makes it scary. What makes a horror movie scary for me is, like, the belief that something like that could happen. Or just the idea of, oh my god, how horrible would this be to go through, like, psychologically and physically and stuff. 
not, oh, the sound's really quiet, you know, the scene is really dark, and boom, we're going to throw something on the screen and make a really loud, like, instrument sound behind it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, obviously, that's going to scare people, but I, I feel like it's a very cheap scare. So I'm into, like, the I'm into like the slasher movies from, like, day, from like years ago, like the Freddy Kruegers and the Halloween and Jasons and stuff. Um, and this kind of reminded me of that. Um, the video just came off as very eerie and creepy without having to like actually like jump scare you per se it just just the visuals alone um and honestly some of the music the when you hear the song by itself it just sounds totally like oh this is a neat little this is a, this is a neat little beat and it's kind of you know kind of is up tempo and just kind of makes you want to move and stuff but then you pair the song with video and it just takes on a whole different meaning and i love that um so i i i, I honestly adored the video um, it was probably, I'm not gonna say where it compares to other videos, but it's, it's, it's up there. It's somewhere up there. I still plan on making a list, um, towards the end of all the albums and stuff. I still plan on making a list of, um, my favorite videos. So I don't want to give that away, but it's, it's up there. Um, so yeah, so now we are going to move on to... The last instance of Peekaboo that we would talk about, and that is performances. Now, I'm going to just look through uh, YouTube really quick and see what I can find, or see what I find as like the most popular performance. Um, and I'm just I'm just gonna base it off views. Um, yeah, there might be one that people just like more in general, but I'm just gonna go off views because that would be the one that technically more people have seen. Um, and it looks like, looks like their comeback stage on KBS is going to be it. So, if you need if you need help finding this, it is on SM Towns YouTube channel, which is the production company, and it's the Red Velvet comeback stage Peekaboo on KBS Music Bank on 11-17-2017. Now, if you're an American like me, they do the date on this video is listed differently. So it's the year first, and then month, and then day. So just keep that in mind if you're trying to search it strictly by the name and by the date. Um, so yeah, I will give you a second to get that ready and let it load for me. And we're going to start the video in 3, 2, 1, now. So already I'm loving the, I love the, the fog effect that they have on the ground. Um, and like the, the fog effect they put on the screen, like before they actually started dancing and stuff. I think that ties into the eeriness. Um, honestly, this, this, this like song came out at like a pretty good time because even though it was like right after Halloween, it's, it's still pretty close to Halloween. It was like early to mid November. Um, and I think it tied in Halloween and just like the kind of like fall winter type feels to it as well. Um, and I think this, this, just the song had very good timing and the album, honestly, as well, but I'll talk about that later when I discuss the other songs. Um, I do, I do think the choreography for the song is, it's not bad that I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think I'm about to just shit on the choreography, but it does seem more oriented for a red song. Um, 
I feel like their I feel like their Velvet songs usually don't have choreography that's this kind of I don't know, like I don't know, kind of fast and kind of like a lot of moving around and stuff and a lot of jumping and a lot of you know uh, throwing your arms and legs around. But I mean, I could be wrong on that. I could just be you know blanking out on what some of their other Velvet songs look like in terms of dances. Um, I do dig their. Uh, I do dig their their outfits from this performance. Um, of course, Irene's got to be the the shiny one in the middle, um, but then everybody else is wearing like very. I don't want to say dull because that sounds like an insult, but it, they're 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 very toned down colors. Sulky's blue is very toned down. Joy's black is is toned down for black, I guess. Um, Wendy's blue top is not very bright. It's very toned down. Yuri's is that it's like a brownish red top that she's wearing is very toned down besides irene their clothing is very kind of muted almost um and honestly i think that adds to the creepy like aesthetic that they were kind of going for with the video and stuff um because like i said because even though in the video their their clothes are very bright and stuff compared to the doll house the house is the setting and everything else is very kind of muted and stuff color wise so i think i think it makes sense um, that might be one of my favorite moves, the peekaboo part, it, where they move their hands across their eyes, and then Sulky starts in the middle, and she does the, the jump part, and then the two next to her do it, and then everybody does it. Um, I don't know if I'll ever, I don't know if I'll rate all the choreographies of all the dances. Um, I might, we might see, if I, if I need another list to throw to the end of, uh, the end of Red Velvet stuff. Also, this I, I will say though this might be one of the cleanest endings to a performance, or like like dance wise, like choreography wise, this might be one of the cleanest endings, next to really bad boy, and just and bad boy, because um, just Irene just her little routine and then just how fierce they look when they turn around. It's just uh, I was I was I was all with I was I was with the performance when it first came out. Um, so yeah, so I believe that will do it. Let me check my notes that have now fallen on the floor. Um, I believe that is all I was going to touch on with Peekaboo. Song, music, video, yeah, okay. And this, never mind, okay. So now that is going to take us into the next song on the album, which is Look. And this song, not only have they performed it, but they also blessed us with one of their rare dance practices. Now, as far as I remember, I don't want to take the time to look this up. As far as I remember, there's only two or three of these. And if you're not like a diehard Red Velvet fan, you are like, okay, no, nah, let me rephrase that. If you're not a diehard Red Velvet fan, or if you're not somebody that like really appreciates the intricacies and choreography and stuff, the dance practice probably won't be all that interesting to you. However, given that I am both of those, um, I really like the dance performances and I really like seeing like I don't know, just just how it just how it's supposed to look, how it looks when it's one cut. I think that's the main thing I like about it because when they do performances on shows and stuff, it cuts around, it shows different people, it zooms on different people, it takes different angles and stuff and, and clip and cuts them together. I like to see just the one straightforward cut from the front as if you were there. Um, 
and obviously, you know, that's that view is not nearly as interesting now, given that I've been to one of their concerts and I've, I've seen what it's like to just be sitting there in front and just seeing it all at once. Um, but I still like the dance practices. It, it just it, it's just a nice way of kind of making people relate more with the group themselves. So so we're going to start with the song for look just like we did for peekaboo. Um, just so that way you guys can hear the song just in case you can't like look at the performance or look at like the music videos or whatever. Um, I at least want to get the song out of the way so you at least can have it playing in your head or something. So I'm going to do that first and I'm going to start the song in all right, in three, two, one, now. So I really like the, the old timey feel to this song um, and let me clarify what I mean by that. Um, basically, I feel like this beat and this sound is not something that's super foreign to me as an American. Like, I feel like I could hear this beat in some of our, like, more poppier type of R&B music. But I feel like this beat in particular is not something that would be used nowadays. I feel like this is something that we would have heard early 2000s, 90s, maybe possibly even 80s. Um... And there's nothing wrong with that. I just that that's the feel I get from the beat, um, which is not surprising because Red Velvet does um, they do uh, kind of take influence from some of our like older like R&B groups and stuff. So that I feel like this is right up their alley. Um, I also really really like that the song kind of has the same concise sound throughout it. Um, there's really no super major beat changes. Um, there's, as far as the vocal sound, at least to me, not being a vocal expert, they sound like they don't range too far, which, you know, can, can be a bad thing, but it also be a good thing. Um, I just feel like it keeps the sound pretty much the same throughout the whole song. Um, and to someone that might not be a good thing, but I, I can appreciate that from time to time. Um, I also really like that this song kind of gives the same feeling as peekaboo where it has velvet r&b like feels to it but it also like is kind of upbeat and still kind of makes you want to move like a typical red song from them would um and i almost kind of feel like that's more or less the point of this album um it's supposed to be perfect velvet basically saying like you know this is like them in their perfect form almost like doing their velvet music but I always felt like it was like this is almost like a perfect blend of the two like it's it's still focusing more on the velvet side but it's a, it's a perfect blend of both the sides of them um, and it's it's just a, a perfect coming together of the two different styles that they mainly use um, song is also the longest song on the album which like, I guess listening to it, especially with the kind of lengthy breakdown with uh, the guy on there that, that kind of like raps a little bit or kind of does ad libs while the beat is playing, I guess I could see why it's longer, but even still, like the song doesn't feel like it's four minutes long, um, but it's the longest song on the album by, I think it's, a, is, it, is it 30 seconds? No, it's it's by about, about 20 something odd seconds. Um, with Moonlight Melody being the second longest song. Um, 
So, obviously, when it comes to lyrics and stuff, I don't really know extensively, like, what some of these songs, what most of these songs are saying, just because Korean doesn't translate into English in the best way. Um, but judging off what I could see for the song, it seems as though the song is basically about, like, I mean, most of the songs are about, like, falling in love and stuff. But, um... I guess the look part of the title is meant to be kind of like, oh, our love is like a bright light in the sky or like a star and you should look at it because you should. I don't know. See, like I, like, I try to avoid talking about the lyrics too much in a lot of these songs just because they don't translate very well. Um, if anyone has a better idea of what that song is saying, please let me know and make me seem less stupid. So, that was the song for Look. So now I'm going to look up the performance. Ha, get it? The song's called Look. I'm going to look up the... Um, so, I haven't had a chance to find a video for this one yet. So I'm just going to go ahead and look for one right now while I'm talking. Um, I, bu I believe that because this wasn't like the lead single, I believe there's only like one performance, maybe two that has like a lot of views on YouTube, so we're just gonna see which one has the most. Um, sorry for the pause there. Okay, so yeah, it looks like the, it was like the main performance, it looks like honestly the only one that I could find on YouTube for real, um, is going to be on KBS K-pop's YouTube channel, and it's from the Music Bank show and they performed this on 11-17-2017. And again, like I said earlier, if you are a, if you're an American, they do dates differently. So if you're using the date to help find the video, you might have to rearrange it to what I said was year, month, and day. Yeah. All right. Give you guys a second, give you guys a second to find that. And I'm going to start the video in three, two, one, now. I always really dig these, uh, I always really dig the, the visuals and the pictures and stuff that they do, um, before, not just Red Velvet, before any Red, like, any K-pop group performs, um, it's just kind of cool, and it's just kind of like a little extra thing. <clears throat> so again, just like with, uh, Peekaboo, a lot of their, their outfits are very, like, muted for the most part. Um, the only thing that really pops is Silky's, like, bright red pants and Wendy's purple top. But even then, Wendy's purple top only pops because it's a lighter color. I wouldn't say it's a very bright purple color. Um, and honestly, I don't always fully agree with the outfits that they're put in just because, like, I don't know, maybe I, I don't understand their fashion sense, which I'm totally fine with. Um... But I thought this was very, I thought this was very good. I thought this was very, like, calm. Like, it wasn't, like, loud. It wasn't, like, out there. It wasn't, like, super risky what they're wearing. Like, so I was, I was, I, I you know, this is probably one of my favorite, like, I guess, outfit designs. I don't, I don't know how to properly word that without it sounding weird. Um. 
I also kind of dig the, also really dig the choreography for this one, but I'm going to focus on that more when I do the, the dance practice. Um, trying to think. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, they do the whole song? Okay, yeah, they do. Because sometimes when they do B-sides... Oh, I totally forgot they do that one dance that Fortnite made popular. Uh, I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm not mad at them about it. I just I just realized that, and uh, that hurts me. Um, I'm trying to remember if they performed this at Redmere when they were in the U.S. I feel like they did. I'm not certain though. And I feel ashamed for not being able to remember that. So I will I will have to address that later. Because there's a couple other songs on this album that they do perform at Red Mare. Um, and I just, I don't recall this being one of them. But I, I could totally be wrong. Someone's probably screaming at me. Whether or not I'm wrong or not. Um... So I thought this was, so now that I think about it, I think that this song is, this was probably one of the better options to do in terms of picking another song to perform. Because typically when they do performances, they typically only do the single and then they'll break out a B-side on one or two shows. Um, but I think Look was a pretty safe option because it resembles Peekaboo a lot, but in a different way. So obviously if you listen to the songs together, they're not going to sound the same. But... I think they have I think they both have that same feel and they both do that whole mixing of the red and the velvet very very well um and I think that's the main thing that they're trying to get across in this album so I think that picking look was a really good idea um all right so now we're going to go to the dance practice and this is going to be on the SM Town YouTube channel um that's pretty much it it's it's going to be Red Velvet Look Dance Practice. If you just look up Red Velvet Look on YouTube, it should be one of the top uh, results anyway. Um, so we're going to start that in three, two, one, now. So it's going to sound strange, but I'm always kind of curious like what each person wears um, during dance practices. Just because, like, this is obviously, like, practice time and it doesn't really matter what they wear. It's more of just whatever's comfortable for them. So, I'm always just kind of curious. Like, for instance, I'm pretty sure Sulky's wearing a button-down shirt. And I've never understand people that, that could dance and move around and stuff and, and button-down shirts. Because I, I feel like they're very restrictive. And maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I don't wear them enough. I don't know. Um, and, then of course, you know, Yuri's over there wearing jeans. And I'm like, that also can't be very comfortable. Although, I don't know. I guess I, I feel like sometimes like women's jeans are more flexible than men's. Men's are a lot of men's jeans are built to be like stiff and like rig and like rugged. And I'm like, why though? Um. Besides that though, it seems like everyone's pretty. Oh, is Joy? Yep, Joy's wearing jeans too. Never mind. All right, so I can't shame Yuri for that. Um. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I said I was gonna talk about the choreography. Whoops. <laughs> um. So I like a lot of the choreography in this one. Um, it's the it seems it seems like for the most part the moves are not as loud and as like 
I guess, not complicated, but they don't move around as much and they don't draw as much attention um, to their arms and legs and stuff as they did in Peekaboo. And I also feel like this dance focuses a lot more on formations and on moving properly. And of course, a group of, a group like Red Velvet that's had you know experience with this for several years now, even not as a group, just with dancing and choreography and stuff. Of course, their transitions and stuff are are perfect. They're on point. They're like always in position. Um, <clears throat> and I think Red Velvet's also really good at like taking a formation that is meant to be askew or not completely perfect and even and still making it look really good um also just realized this is a this dance practice video is, a, is like a whole like minute and some change shorter than the song so um this obviously isn't them practicing the entire dance this i don't think it is it might be actually you know what? It, i i'm pretty sure it is i'm pretty sure the song that they perform to is is shorter than the full length like album version So while I feel like there aren't as many arm movements in this dance, there's definitely a lot of like, like leg stuff going on, even outside of transitioning, like even when when they're just in their formations. Also, they're they're really good at that right there. If you're watching the video, they're really good at at like stacking themselves amongst each other with someone in the front or in the back, and then two next to them, and then two more on the outside of them, um, and having one person start a move and having the next two do it, and then the last two do it. I don't know why, visually to me, that's always like one of my favorite moves that a group can do um, in a group dance or in a group choreography, and I think that they do it really well. So, that is all for Look. We're not going to move on to the song I Just. And again, I'm going to do the song first, and then we're going to watch the music video, which the music video for I Just is, it's still a music video, but it's not like, how do I say this? It's not like a production it's not like something that's like on a set and everything um and it was definitely a surprise at least to me i'm sure to people that like view the or people that read the the rumor tabloids and stuff and all and like read the paparazzi stuff and all this uh people that like work inside sm that reveal information and stuff i would think to them it probably wasn't a surprise but i feel like to the normal fan to the general fan, like it was, it was a pretty big surprise because Peekaboo had already been out for a while. The album had already been out for a minute, and we weren't really expecting another video. And then they just dropped this adorable little music video for I Just. But regardless, I'm not gonna talk about it until I get to that. So we're gonna do the song first. Um, Spotify is not being my friend right now, so give me a second. In the meantime, how are you guys doing? Are you guys all right? I'm good. Hope you're good. Hope everybody's good. Alright. So I'm going to start the song I just in 3, 2, 1, now. <clears throat> so. This song, like, it's funny because the first time I heard it and I just heard this part, I was like, Okay, this this is interesting to start with, but then the beat kicked in and I was like, oh, I, I really like this. This this beat is really nice. Um, I don't even know what kind of sound that is that they're using, 
in the back for the duh, 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 but I, I like it a lot and then also just this song at least the way that they are like saying their vocals and stuff it just it, it kind of screams attitude like it kind of screams confidence it screams attitude it screams just I'm about that shit like it's a very like it sounds like they're very laid back. It doesn't sound like anyone's even really trying. It sounds like everyone's just totally in their element. Um, and as we'll see later, the music video matches that almost to a T because the music video is very relaxed and very just kind of calm and in yourself and just kind of feeling it. Um, <clears throat> I also think that this song does a good job at highlighting each person individually because everyone does sound different when they sing um and for the record i don't i know that you guys are probably like okay what is it about songs that he likes because he'll say a song sounds like one thing and then say another song sounds the opposite of that but still like it i promise you i don't i don't just love everything that they do although i do love most of their songs um at least to a degree but it's also a matter of being able to execute that so if you're gonna do something one way and you execute it, but then you do it, you do something the opposite of that and still execute it, I can't be mad about it. And I'm still gonna like it. Um, I really like this breakdown. Um, with what's, I guess, kind of sounds like a, a piano type beat in the back. Um, might not be a piano, I might be totally butchering that. But regardless, I like how the beat drops out and it kind of just fo focuses on their vocals and then it kicks right back up into the almost high energy um, tempo of the, the rest of the song. Um, I'm also not 100% sure what they're saying right there. I think they're saying I just see or something like that. I'm not certain. I probably should look that up first. Um, but I, I kind of like that that part too just because it's it's so high intensity and it's just kind of like in your face um on top of this like just super like confident sounding song that's just like full of like swagger i guess i didn't want to say swag i would have hated myself if i said that in like a non-ironic or an example sense um okay so that is it for i just um so now we are going to go to the music video, um, which again is going to take me a second. Bear with me. Um, like I said, this 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 music video was was a huge surprise. Um, I literally I remember I just I got on YouTube one day and I was just looking through stuff and I saw a Red Velvet video and I thought to myself at first, oh, this is probably just something that a fan made and just like put a song to it and just clip together pieces of other videos. But I was like, no, this is this is a, an official like music video, um, and I hope they do something like this again in the future, um, just because it was you know it seems like it was pretty easy to do, and if you if you pull up the video and you see it with me, you'll you understand uh, what I mean by that. But um, I hope they do something like this again. I feel like you know that kind of proved that they don't really need to do like big high end productions for music videos to for them to be successful because. While this video didn't get a whole lot of views, I think that's not because of the videos, because the song is just not like the main and lead song. Um, and there's there's probably more people that dislike the song I Just than people that dislike Peekaboo. So <clears throat> anyway, I have the music video pulled up. 
um, let you do that. And I'm going to start it in three, two, one, now. Okay, that was weird. Mine had like a half a second delay after I clicked play, but should be fine. So already off the jump, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was like, I think I'm filming the whole thing on a plane. That seems unsafe. And then it switches to a car. And I was like, oh, okay. This seems a little bit better. So off the start, you can already see what I mean about this being more relaxed because literally the whole video just is just a camera panning to each person and them singing their part. And they're all just in a car on their way somewhere. Um, and, you know, even given, you know, just that this, even given that the video is literally just them singing to a camera, and someone editing over it with like the lines around the people and drawing stuff. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I also really like this shot. I don't know why. No, I do know why. I I love sunsets and sunrises. And this looks like a super early morning sunrise. And even though I'm not a morning person, I just love the sight that it gives and the colors that it shows and just the visual of it. Um, so I thought that that kind of gave us the impression that it was like late and it's just like kind of like toned down and it's not meant to be super high energy. And, and that's also why the girls also kind of seem like somber. They, I hate to say they're probably kind of tired. They probably didn't want to do this, but you know, more props to them for doing it. Um, I think it just added to, I think the, the way they look and just how it looks outside and stuff just added to the aesthetic of it. Like it really seems like this was just filmed like early in the morning before they headed somewhere for something. Um, and it kind of adds to the whole chilled, relaxed vibe. Um, also don't mind the low quality. I know a lot of people were like, oh, you guys can, uh, you guys can find like a, a higher quality phone to use. I like the low quality. I think it makes it seem more relatable. Um, and it adds to the whole not making a video that's a super like big and expensive production. It's just someone pulled out of, it, it makes you feel like someone literally just pulled out a, a camera phone and just started filming everybody just singing their parts while the song was playing in the car and they just overlaid it with the actual song so it would sound better. And even that part, even that part is still cool with them all just singing in a car and just, and just chanting it like, and also kind of like how the camera like zooms in on different people when it gets to their parts. Uh, when it does like this wide, this wider shot, it's not even a wide shot. I would say this wider shot because it's still filmed vertically, which might be my only qualm with it, but it, it, it matched. It did what it was supposed to do. Also, shout out to them for being able to look amazing, even when they're like in a car and tired and like don't look like they have a, a ton of makeup on and stuff. So yeah, that was the video for I Just. Um, I actually like the video a lot. I really do. Um, I don't know if it makes my top list, but it's it's definitely up there just because it's different and it, it was unexpected and the novelty of the surprise of it definitely uh, sat with me and definitely resonated with me. Um, so that takes us into Kingdom Come. And this song does not have any sort of performance or video or anything like that. As far as I know, I checked YouTube, I looked around, I didn't see anything. Um, 
I might slip up on one of these songs that I say doesn't have anything with it. So if I do, please let me know. And I will probably, I will try to see if I can squeeze it into another episode or something. As a matter of fact, if someone can tell me after this episode comes out before I do the next one, I will probably squeeze it into the next one since I'm doing the re-release version of the album, which just adds three songs. I could definitely go back and do and react to a video from one of the songs on the original album. So, like I said, it's going to take us into Kingdom Come and I'm going to pull that up. Sorry for not having anything pulled up. I've said this in the past. My laptop is not the best. Um, I don't think it's really good at running a recording app, Spotify, and Google Chrome all at the same time. And my phone is currently charging, so I'm not able to use that at the moment. Um, I thought it was charging overnight, but it wasn't. So that was a cool thing to wake up to. But it's fine. We will make it work. Don't worry. Um, so Kingdom Come. Okay, we'll find it. Spotify is really not wanting to load, but I'm also not gonna close it after this, so. Okay, so we're gonna start Kingdom Come in three, two, one, now. <clears throat> so, this song also gave me a lot of American hip hop vibes. Um, I really like the drums on the song, but as I said earlier, I really like drums on any song. I'm just, I'm like that. Um, but I also like that it's very, it almost kind of comes to the forefront. And it almost just sounds like a basic ass snare drum. Just, someone just made a, a simple beat on the snare drum and then somebody added um, that kind of booming bass in the back. Um, it's not booming, but it kind of makes like a, it kind of comes in with like a booming sound. Like it's not there and then you just boom. And then the, the, the drum just keeps going on top of that. Um, so I was, I, I thought this beat was very simple, but between the, that bass sound, the drum, and then, um, whatever that like, kind of like high pitch, like, do, 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 song. Oh god, that sounded awful. Please ignore that sound. Um, but you get if you're listening to this song, you get what I'm you, you get what I'm saying. Um, the beat is really just composed of those three things, but those three things put together so well just makes the song sound like very high quality. It makes it sound like there's more going on than I feel like there actually is. Um, and their vocals are very solid on here. Um, like the chorus is might be one of the best choruses I've heard from them in a minute. Um, it just sounds so concise. It sounds like they're all as one, um, which is their job. That's not, I'm not saying I'm surprised when they do that, but I feel like they do it better on this song than, oops, excuse me, than they have on other songs. Um, I also love this breakdown. I don't know why this, this sounds like just like, I don't know, like the perfect song to I don't know if you're just if you're like driving home late at night from like a bar or a club or something you can't wait to get home and just relax and just wind down from the day this just seems like the perfect song um i'm not gonna say late at night i would say like when the sun is like setting or something and it just looks really pretty outside and traffic has died down so you know if you're driving how fast you want to drive you're just kind of relaxing, you're not worried about anything, you're headed home and you're done for the day. 
Like this, this is the perfect song to drive home from work on a Friday afternoon. But not in rush hour. So if you had a late day and you leave at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night or something, and the traffic's gone, and you ain't gotta do shit all weekend, this is like the perfect song to listen to. Um, and I think this is also like the first song on the album to me personally that just really is just all about the velvet side. Um, I don't really get any like pieces of the red in this one. Um, also, st stop. Like the the end, Wendy's saying I love you till kingdom. Stop. Just no. Don't do that. That hurts. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, overall, I like the song a lot. Um, I think that that was, I think that was one of the teasers. Pretty sure that was one of the teasers that they dropped. So for you non-Red Velvet, non-K-pop fans out there, um, if there are any of you listening to this, um, when a, some production companies, I don't know about all, I just know that SM does this with Red Velvet. Sometimes production companies, what they'll do is that before an album comes out, they will release teaser clips of the main song, but they'll also release some teaser audios for some of the B-sides that maybe they think will be more popular or maybe they think need more attention. Um, and Kingdom Come was, I believe, one of them. I believe Kingdom Come got a teaser. I believe Attaboy got a teaser and Perfect 10 did. Might have been all three of those. I know for I know for a fact two of those did, at least. Um, and I remember hearing, I don't even remember what the teaser part was, but I just remember hearing that beat on Kingdom Come and I was like, that song could be really good. That could end up being like one of my favorites on the album and I haven't even heard everything else yet. Um, and surely enough, I, I like the song a lot. I'm not going to tell you where it falls in terms of the rest of the songs because I save that for later, but just know that I like it a lot. Um, so that is going to move us into my second date. Now, this song is a bit weird because it doesn't have a performance per se. However, at the time... Red Velvet had started adding in this one little part to a lot of their performances and concerts and stuff. And it basically consists of them playing my second date, um, but playing like a playing basically like the kind of like the, the part of the song that plays during the chorus and then remixing it into more of a dance beat and then having a dance breakdown with all five members having their own parts in it. So with that being said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the song first, but then I'm going to pull up a video for the dance remix. And again, I'll let you know what video I pull up. And um, it's not very long. And I might not honestly be able to find a very good video of it because it's not something they've released on its own as far as I know. I've only been able to see it on like people's videos of them performing at concerts and stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll try my hardest to find a good one. Um, but for now, we're just going to cover the song and we're going to start that in three, two, one. Now. Now. Okay. Hold on. Three, two, one. Now. Okay. That was weird. <clears throat> so this was, this was another one that I was unsure about based off this opening part. But then this part of the beat kicked in and I was like, okay. I might be able to roll with this. I hope there's more to it than this. This is almost kind of an empty beat, but... And then this part kicked in, and I was like, oh, this is... Okay, this is a lot better. Um, Second Date is is not one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, I still like it a lot. I still love it. Um, 
it's not one of my favorites um, but I did I do like like the playfulness of the sound and everything um, and then this sounds playful too with one of the members singing something and then like a crowd going hey and stuff um, but I almost feel like the song kind of matches the title because it sounds kind of sappy it sounds like something that like a teenage girl would play or sing when she's like headed to her second date or something like that with some boy and I I, I don't relate to that heavily um, but I still liked it I still like the song um, and that chorus part is a little off it hurts me to say anything bad about this album, but I gotta do it in order to keep my integrity. Um, that chorus part was kind of weird, but the rest of the song makes up for it, so it's not a bad song. I st like I, I, I literally saved every song on this album when I first like pulled it up on Spotify, so I don't strip dislike any of the songs. But my second date is probably like one of the weaker points to me. Um, it just it's a little bit too experimental. They try a few too they feel they try a few too many things. The beat kind of jumps around a little too much in the song. Um, kind of just makes it sound like it's kind of all over the place to me. But you know, someone else might like that. Someone else might like that kind of like chaotic sound. Um, but again, it's not a negative thing on them. The breakdown was nice. I do like this breakdown. Um, the beat and just having them rap over it it's very old-fashioned it's very like old-school red velvet it has like like has like fucking dumb dumb and ice cream cake vibes because this is what they would do they would bring in like almost kind of like a hip-hop sounding beat and just rap over it and have nothing else going on so i also did like that part too like like them coming off the rap breakdown and then flowing straight into kind of like a singing breakdown almost um, and then falling back into the chorus for the last time um, yeah I think, I think that's pretty much it there's pretty much said everything I can say about the song um, like I said it's it's not it's not a bad song it's just definitely one of the weaker songs on that album um, I, I hate saying that just because I don't want to sound disrespectful to the group at all but yeah, it could have been better. That's that, I'll leave it at that. It's not bad. It could have been better. Um, Alright, so now I am going to attempt to find a good version of the dance remix. Um, so give me a moment as I search for that. Shouldn't take too long. I don't think there's a whole lot of videos of it on YouTube. So we'll just try to find, honestly, the best one and like the highest quality one. Okay, so oh, does this have it? Oh, this this might be my best bet. I didn't see this video before. Okay, I watched a different one, but this this one might actually be better. Okay, so the video I am looking at is going to be on NBC K-pop. It's gonna be on their YouTube channel. The title of it is Red Velvet. It has a hyphen. It says intro plus RBB, and that stands for really bad boy. Um, so I guess this is gonna be the intro part is gonna be where they where they do the dance remix to my second date, and then it goes into really bad boy. But we're gonna stop before it gets there, even though I've already talked about that song. Um, so we'll give you a second to find that, and start it in three, two, one.
now. Okay, yeah, it says intro dance performance and then really bad boy. Okay, I think I remember seeing this video a while back. I just, I didn't watch it recently when I went through YouTube to see what videos I was gonna look up and stuff. So I, I honestly love how intense it starts off. Just because you have no idea what's about to happen and you're like, this doesn't sound like any of their songs. What, what What's actually about to go down here? Um... And then you hear that first part, and you're like, oh, it's just about to be, you know, uh, my second date. And then, the, like, the gunshots go off, and the beat pops, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is this is not at all what I expected. So Irene goes out there and kills it by herself, and then Joy comes out here and does her thing with with her two backup dancers. Um, and then Yeri comes out here with a, with a high-tempo beat, and honestly kind of kills this shit. Like, are you kidding me? Like her part is like her part is super dope. Um, I think she's really coming into her own as a dancer, and I can't wait to see like how much more she like develops and grows as an artist. And then Wendy comes out there, does her thing. She looks fierce, and then of course Silgi, the dance master, has to come out and absolutely kill everybody. Like you like this beat, and okay, I I. I have no words. I'm trying to have words so it's not silent for people that aren't watching the video, but I don't have words. I just I'm just gonna talk casually. I'm just gonna say things. Okay, and this is where we'll end the video. At one fifty, because then it goes into really bad boy. Um I totally forgot that video existed. Oh my lord. Okay. Um, so yeah. The, the dance remix is super dope. I thought it was, it's different. They, as far as I know, they've never done anything like that before in the past. It was unexpected, but it was everything I could have ever wanted it to be. The beats were cool. The dance moves were great. Everyone, like, proved their own and stood their ground as a dancer, even though, you know, not everybody is, like, the main dancer in the group. And it was just, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, I feel like any, like, diehard Red Velvet fan loved it. Um... If you're not a diehard Red Bull fan or you didn't love it or both, you should tell me why. Because I'm curious why anyone would dislike anything that we just saw. So that's going to take us into Attaboy. And these last couple of songs don't have anything with them. So I'm just going to talk about the song. Um, just a heads up for anyone that likes to know things ahead of time. Alright, so we're going to start the song in... Three, two, one, now? No? Okay. Three, two, one, now. Starting in three, two, one, now. There we go. Okay. Whew. Either my laptop doesn't like Spotify or Spotify doesn't like my laptop, or both. It could be both. <clears throat> so, this song, like, is another one of those that starts off a certain way. And then goes into something totally different um and the fun thing about this song is that when i first heard this i wasn't sure about it like i was pretty sold on the beat because i really like the beat to the song but i wasn't totally sold on the overall sound with like the vocals and stuff especially with that part right there that we just passed where it's almost kind of like a whiny high-pitched singing part um but then this part kind of saved it for me 
Um, and then this right here with the dun 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 dun, that kind of I, I really like that a lot. Um, and I'm, I imagine that's probably kind of difficult to do from a singing standpoint. Um, but I still really liked it, and it still kind of brought me back in line with the song. And honestly, the chorus. I wasn't sold on that either, but that definitely grew on me. Um, I don't know what about it. Um, I guess just the the attaboy part where they're like they're holding the the atta part and they're kind of like kind of moving around with how it sounds and, and the pitch and stuff, and then they go into the that's my boy. Um, I don't know. I thought the song was kind of cool. Um, and it strikes me as something that it strikes me as a song that's trying to do that. It's trying to be kind of hip. It's trying to be kind of cool and 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 stuff. So I I had no problem with that. Um, I have a problem with that when it's poorly executed or when it tries a little too hard. But I don't think this did. I don't think this was either. This was very well executed. and I thought it 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 did what it was trying to do. Um, It almost, it, like honestly, a lot of the song almost sounds like they're rapping instead of singing, um, just because of the way they're delivering the lines and the way that they're kind of, I don't know, I guess the way they're the way they're delivering the lines and like the speed of the lines and just how it sounds like coming out, like I don't know. Um, this this might be my favorite breakdown of the whole album, though, if I'm being totally honest. Like. This reminds me so hard of like R&B music here, where they were kind of try to add in a rap part to a song like this, where it's meant to be more sing, more, more it's meant to be more singing, and then they just kind of have a part where the beat breaks down, and they just kind of like they rap, but not like hard, like fast in your face rap. It's very like still kind of almost in like a singing tone like i don't know it's, it's hard to explain but that might be one of my favorite parts of the whole album just that right there where they did the breakdown of wendy it sounded like wendy was doing kind of like a rap sing type deal um so song is it's 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 definitely up there um i would say this is probably towards the top middle of the list i probably shouldn't be telling you these things because i should probably just wait until I tell you guys how all the songs rank at once. I'm just going to do that. For the last three songs of the album, I'm not going to tell you how it compares to the other songs, or I'm going to try not to. Um, so that is going to lead us into Perfect 10. Um, next song on the album, and we're going to start that in 3, 2, 1, now. Um, now this... This... this well, okay. Hmm. When I first heard this song, it kind of worried me a little bit only because you know red velvet is known if you do know this if you don't i'll tell it to you red velvet is kind of known for doing a bunch of songs on the album like where it's like velvet but even like with a little bit of red or maybe no red but it's still kind of like high tempo for a velvet song or something of that nature they do songs in their normal fashion and then the very last song is like the super soft and sweet song and so i heard perfect 10 and i was like are they already going for that super soft sound because this isn't the last song on the album i would imagine mind you at this time i had i hadn't listened to all the songs yet i was like i'd imagine moonlight melody is going to be the really soft song but then i heard this song and i really listened to it and i was like 
So, no, this isn't meant to be the super soft, like, like, very vocal heavy song. This is meant to be that really sultry, like, I don't want to sound crass, but almost get you in the mood song. You know, you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Kids, ask your parents. Um, so, I was really surprised by that. Because I don't feel like they have many songs in this vein. Um, but given that this album was supposed to be them, like, becoming, not becoming perfect, but like their perfect form. And them really maturing into their sound. It made sense. I would argue that this song and how it came out to people factored heavily into us getting Bad Boy on the remastered, repackaged, whatever you want to call it. And obviously I'm not going to talk about the song too heavily because I have another whole other episode for that where I'm going to address that song all in of itself. But if you have heard the song already and you already know what the song sounds like and you know how it sounds and how the video looks, you know what I mean by saying that this song is almost a precursor to that. Not in terms of lyrics, not in terms of sound, but just because of what they tried to go for. The sound they tried to go for is almost perfected in Bad Boy, but it starts, I feel like, with this, because I haven't heard any other song like this prior to this right here. And I almost feel like this song almost perfectly encapsulates what this album is supposed to be. Um, like, it's Velvet, but it's a different style. It's basically showing that they can do Velvet, but they can maneuver around that word and that concept by itself and not compromise what they're going for um and i'm sorry if i just i'm sorry if i just like went into that song like a lot harder than i went to any other song i really like this song a lot um again i'm not gonna tell you how it compares to everything else but i really like perfect 10 um and i really like the sound that it was going for so um and then just the, just the chorus, I'll be your perfect tent. Stop. Like, come on. I would I would ar I would argue that like. Nah, don't say that. Don't say that. Never mind. I was about to I was about to jump the gun big time, but we'll just wait. Just wait. So that was perfect ten. The next song is about love. Now these last two songs have performances in their most recent concert, which is Redmare. Um. What I'll do is I will talk about the song for About Love. I will talk about the performance. I'll try to find a good video. I should be able to. Um, I'll talk about the performance. And then I will talk about Moonlight Melody's song. But I don't think I'm going to do the performance for Moonlight Melody. I thought about it and I initially considered it. But in the end, I decided not to. Solely because the main point of me doing performances is to highlight their dance moves. And highlight how, you know, visually it looks. Moonlight Melody, as good of a song as it is, they don't dance. They are all standing in a row, equal distance from each other, standing in front of a mic and singing. I don't think there's very many hand motions, because I I know that uh, they did a Christmas song, uh, Wish Tree, and during their performance for that, they have some hand motions, um, which is a song we will address in the singles episode, because there's an episode I'm going to do where it's just the singles that didn't make it onto albums. Um... But even Moonlight Melody, I don't recall, even really had that. So in an effort to save time and to stop myself from running into an issue of literally like not having anything to say, I'm just not going to talk about the performance. Um, if you would like me to, let me know. If you think that there's something about it that I could address and 
I missed out on something, please let me know, and I will definitely put it into the repackage episode. Um, but as of right now, I'm just going to leave it alone. So we're going to do About Love, performance for About Love, and Moonlight Melody, and then we're going to wrap this up because this is already turning out to be a lot longer than I anticipated. But that's good because that means I have more content and it's more to listen to. And it doesn't seem so rushed, I guess. I always felt like my other, my other episodes kind of seemed rushed because I didn't have enough to talk about. But now that I've planned this out properly, I kind of like that it's longer. So hopefully that works for you. Uh, we're going to start About Love in just a second. Um, okay. I'm going to start About Love in 3, 2, 1 now okay so this song definitely was one of the ones that did not have to i didn't have to sit with this for a minute i like this off jump this and perfect 10 both of them i kind of liked like off the jump um like perfect 10 i had my reservations about like oh is this already the soft like slow sounding song but even then i still liked it about love i'd like from the start like this I don't know what it is. If you know me personally, which most of you probably don't, but even if you've heard me like reference previous songs, you might think, oh, that's a surprise that I didn't this one because this song sounds very sappy and almost kind of corny. But I, I don't mind that sometimes. Some songs I really don't like it, it just doesn't sound good, but some songs that do it really well, I don't care. Like this song sounds like you should be listening to this shit while you were like skipping through a park on like a perfect day and you don't have a care in the world and god damn it if i ever got to that point in my life you best believe you would catch me in a park skipping this song playing on full volume and i don't care like also i like this that they throw rap into the song like just normally not in the breakdown but just normally like who, who thought of that because that's not something that they really ever do and then they mix it with singing like, are you kidding me? Like, I, yo, I, I really like this song. Like, I might, I might ruffle a couple of feathers with my final list of this album because I don't think that A, it's gonna follow what most people's list for this album would be if they had to rank all the songs. And on top of that, I don't think it's gonna follow not only what other people have, but what other people would think that I would have. Um, because I feel like by now you you can probably get my my you know flavor for songs and you can probably understand what K-pop songs I would like over others. I don't know that this is gonna follow that. Um, like I really like this album a lot and and I really like this song a lot. And you know you guys know me. You guys know how many songs I tell you about where I'm like oh this had to grow on me or I didn't like this at first. This is not one of those. I love this from the jump. Like. I was listening, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard the full album was at work because that's where I would listen to most of my uh, most of my music. Because uh, when I get home, I'm not trying to listen to music. I'm just trying to like chill and relax and stuff and, and play video games. But I would get to work and listen to this album, and this song just had me just 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 as happy in my chair doing this tedious ass work, just as happy, just bouncing my head back and forth, and I'm like, that doesn't happen very often. Um. So I, you know, I, I really like it. I think it definitely ties into the earlier songs of tying kind of like a red feel with the velvet feel, but it's definitely stronger on the velvet side. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I liked it a lot. Um, 
And then Yeri with the I like you. They played a lot with just throwing random English ad-libs into songs on this album and it, it hit the spot. Um, granted, that could be just coming from me because I'm an English speaker, but you know, it's, you know, whatever. Um, okay, anyway. So I'm gonna now go to YouTube and try to do some looking around. Um, this might take a little bit longer than the other songs did to find a good video, so I might even pause the recording and look for it so I'm not taking up too much time and too much empty space. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna do that. So you won't hear it, but I'm gonna edit this out, but I'm gonna pause this right quick, so be right back. Okay, and I'm back. So I found what I think is the, the best video to show off the performance, and it is going to be on the YouTube channel Sacred Cultivator. Now mind you, this is a this is a fan's account. Um, this isn't like an official like K-pop shows account. Um, so I want to personally thank Sacred Cultivator for uploading this. Um, also, I have to fight you now because you had amazing seats, and I'm mad about it. So, <clears throat> so it's gonna be on their channel. And if you just Google Red Velvet about love, it should be one of the top options. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a second to find it while I talk about something for a second. Uh, um, this video is from the LA Red Mare concert, which is the one I went to. I went to day two. Um, and I believe the video doesn't take place right at the start of the song per se, but it pretty much, it pretty much starts off like right after their audios or right after their vocals start. So we're just going to go from there. Um, there wouldn't be a whole lot to talk about this video. I might end up, you know, messing up and having some empty parts. Um, but we're going to try, we're going to try. So if you have the video up. We're just going to start it in three, two, one, now. Oh, kind of a lag there. So I'm not, I'm, I'm with a lot of other people. I'm not the biggest fan of this particular outfit that they've chosen to use um, for some, for some of this, for some of this concert and just for some other performances. Um, I mean, the dresses are, are cute, but big heart thing in the middle that kind of like looks different on everybody and it's kind of weird and almost kind of covers your entire torso it's it's a bit strange um i'm not sure how i feel about that um but besides that this performance is awesome just because as you if, if, if you're if you're watching this right now like they're doing choreography and they're doing moves but there's no like formations it's not like a a super detailed thing um they're playing with the the red velvet like fan lights or whatever you want to call those. Um, they're just kind of hopping around. They're, they're they're playful with it and stuff. Um, obviously, they have a certain line that they're supposed to be in and like a certain order. But besides that, it's very laid back. It's very relaxed, and this was really refreshing because I think at this point the concert was around halfway over. I don't remember exactly. Um, we've been there for a minute. So this was kind of a, a nice thing to not only, oh, excuse me, yawn. Um, this is a good thing to not only give them a break, but also give us a break from just the high tempo like dances and then moving around and stuff and us having to like watch them all like do their formations and stuff. And I know that's going to sound lame like, oh, you needed a break from watching them do the hard stuff. A little bit. It's, it, it was just nice. It was relaxing. It was kind of like a, a tone down. Um, so, you know, 
obviously it was better for them, but still. Um, and obviously you can't hear the, the vocals as well because the crowd's cheering. But that's also just because, like, they also just killed this. Um, you know, what they what they didn't have going for them in dancing because there's not a whole lot of dancing in this in this song or in this performance. They had going for them in vocals. Um, and I think also just love that they were, like, they had the, the fan lights and they were just swinging them around. Um, I thought that was super adorable, even though I still don't have a fan light. I really wanted to get one. Couldn't get it. Uh, they sold out. That's fine. I'll get one eventually. Um, and I will take it the next time they come to the U.S. Haha. <laughs> Jokes. Winky face. What? Um, so, yeah. That's pretty much it. How much is left this video? Oh, okay. All right. So, I did make it pretty much the whole video. Yeah. Just to recap. Dresses. Eh, not, not it. It's not it, Chief. But performance was good. Um, it was, like, dope fan service with them having the fan lights and stuff. Um, it was very relaxing. It was kind of like a, a cool down slash tone down. So, all right. So that'll do it for about love. And now we will go into the final song on the album, which is Moonlight Melody. And again, I'm not going to touch on the performance because the performance is even less movement than that one was. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, like I said, if you think I should still look at it or if you think I should still like review it or talk about it, then let me know and I'll do it in the next episode. Um, but I feel like I feel like everyone's going to be pretty much in agreement that it's not really worth talking about. Um, not that it was bad, it just there wasn't a lot to it. Um, okay, so Spotify lost my place and I got to go find the album again. Thank you, Spotify. Also, Red Velvet needs to update their Spotify page. It's, it's still showing the the cover picture is still from Really Bad Boy. They already dropped the teaser picture for Sappy. They gotta they gotta update that. Um, I'm also excited for the album to come out, um, and it actually might align with me finishing up the rest of their album. So that would be really cool. Um, even though we've already, even though three of the songs are just like repackaged Japanese versions of songs they've already done, and then other three are new, still. And even though we've already heard two of the three new songs, regardless, we're going to talk about it. Um, all right, so we're going to start Moonlight Melody in three, two, one, now. So, already you can tell, and I've said it a few times now, um, this is the this is the somber, like, toned-down song that Red Velvet tends to do at the end of their albums. Um, this song had a lot of it almost kind of reminded me of uh what is it one of these nights at least from the beginning maybe not for the rest of the song but i would say from from the beginning it, it kind of gave me like one of these nights vibes um and i could be totally wrong on that what might be like what it's not at all what it sounds like but okay i mean that's my opinion i'm sorry um so as far as their slower songs go, um, I didn't mind this one. Um, it's probably not one of my favorites, if I'm being honest. Um, but it's it's still it's still good. But that's the that's the that's the thing is that like I think that's why Red Velvet tends to do like one of these songs at the end of their albums because it's basically them saying, "All right, we've given you." 
all these different sounds, but then look at this one sound that we can pull all the way out of left field that doesn't sound like anything that we've done so far in this album, and it can still sound good and still feel like it belongs with the rest of these songs. And it does. Um, obviously, they can't really factor in any, like, red feeling to this song. Um, but still... I still feel like it, it belongs and it, it is like I said a second ago it serves very well as like a cool down it serves very well as like a, oh hey you know most of these songs have made you want to get up and move around and stuff and they've been you know pretty like upbeat and stuff even the slower velvet songs have been fairly upbeat but then we're gonna slow it down a lot with this before you know as the album wraps up um, and I kind of like that just from a tonal standpoint and from a mood standpoint um, even though I don't usually like these songs, like, if you listen to the episodes I have for previous albums where they have a song like this at the end, this, this song is usually in, like, the bottom third. Um, and that's just because I just, like, I can appreciate slower songs like this and I still like them, but I just, I like everything else so much more. Um, and that's probably what's gonna happen here. Um, I haven't fully formulated the list for this album yet, but I would argue that Moonlight Melody would probably... I'm, I'm just gonna shoot in the dark and say it's probably gonna fall in the bottom three. I don't know if it'll be like the lowest song, but it'll it'll definitely be in the bottom like seven, eight, or nine. Um, but again, good song. Vocals are high quality as always. Um, the I can't quite tell what instruments those are. In case you can't tell, I'm I'm bad at pointing out instruments and songs. I used to be better back when I was actually like in band in like school and stuff, and I was actually more interested in playing instruments, but not so much anymore. Um, but you 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 can understand what I'm trying to say. Like just the the melody of instruments that compose the beats of this song and everything is just it's it's very well done. Um, and then the piano fade out is is super soothing, and then just a few seconds of silence, and then the album ends. Um, and that's like perfect. <laughs> LOL and then Spotify like randomly plays another song from Red Velvet and it's one of these nights. How funny. Okay. So that officially wraps up Perfect Velvet, the second full-length album from Red Velvet. But overall, let me check my notes because I don't remember this off the top of my head because my memory is shit. The seventh project from them in general. Second full album after the red, but seventh project overall. Um, as a whole, actually, we're not going to do it yet. We're going to rank the songs first before I talk about the album as a whole, just because I feel like that's fitting. Um, so, official rankings. Excuse me. And keep these, make, keep these rankings in mind when I do the next episode, which is the repackaged version of the album. Um... Because I am going to do those three new songs on the repackage, but I'm also going to properly place them amongst the first nine songs and tell you how they fall among those. Um, and it'll just be quicker if I can just say what number they go at and you guys just try to keep up an idea of or try to remember what I put them at in the first place. Um, so, yeah. So, number nine probably has to go to my second date again it's not that i don't like the song it's just 
it's not my style. Um, honestly, if I hadn't listened to this album as much as I have, and if I hadn't listened to that song as much as I have to try to get it to grow on me, it probably wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Um, and again, it's not a bad song. It's just, it's really not my style. Um, it just seems a little too chaotic sometimes, a little too sappy at other times. Um, uh, sappy, the new album's coming out. It's called Sappy. Get it? It's, um, so yeah. Like I said, not a bad song. Just, just really not my style. Um, number eight. Mind you, we're going from worst to best, nine to one. Um, number eight is probably Moonlight Melody. Um, again, not a not a bad song. Um, just wasn't, honestly, wasn't my favorite slow song from them. And it just, you know, that's not my style of song. Those songs are almost always going to fall in the bottom third of albums when I rank them. But that's not to say anything bad about the song itself. Because um, remember, I've saved all of these songs, so I like them all to a degree. Um, so number seven... Alright, this is where I have to start thinking. Um, because from here out, I I really like, um, I really like pretty much all these other songs, like a lot. So this is kind of tough. Um, okay, now I've got it. Number seven is going to have to be at a boy. Um, but, I mean, you probably saw that coming earlier when I was mentioning that the song was, it was different, and it was something that definitely, definitely had to grow on me. I almost didn't really like it the first time around, um, but I love it now, uh, so, it's just, it's, it almost kind of falls into the same trap that Second Date does on being kind of chaotic, but it is a lot more concise and cohesive than Second Date is, I feel like, um, and the high energy with the vocals and stuff is, is very pleasing. But, again, just not my favorite on the album. I still really love the song. It's just, it doesn't doesn't keep up with the rest of the songs on the album. Because the rest of the songs on this album are amazing. Um, so, number six will probably go to... Huh. Um... Number six will probably have to be Look. Um, like, I love the song, and I love the high tempo-ness of it, and I love the, like I said earlier, the old-fashioned beat to it. But, it's, it's, this is so hard because I love the rest of these songs. Um, it just, again, it just, it doesn't match up to the rest of them. Um... I would almost argue that like most of the last like six songs or so could are could almost be interchangeable in their rankings almost almost and you'll see why I say almost not quite but almost um still love the song though um it's very like high tempo and stuff it definitely makes you want to move um it's very kind of funky and I like that a lot um why I couldn't think of that word earlier when I was describing the song I don't know but this always happens so um so yeah, that is number, what did I say? One, two, three, four. So that's number six. Okay. Number five will probably have to go to... 
Um, oh, this is rough. But I prefer doing it like this. I prefer to make my list in the moment as opposed to making it ahead of time. Because that's, that's no fun. You guys have to hear me as I struggle to decide. Um, number five is going to have to be Kingdom Come. And that hurts me to say because I love that song. But looking at what my other what other four songs are left, I would probably listen to the other four before I listen to Kingdom Come. And this could honestly just be a mood thing. If I was in like... Like, if I was super in my feelings, I just felt like listening to some slow shit, Kingdom Come would probably be at the top of the list. But I think overall, I think just based how I normally feel, like, it's it's got to be number five. And ouch, that hurts to say, because, hell, that song beats some of my favorite songs on other albums. And you'll see that when I make my concise, like, final list of my top songs, because I feel like a lot of them might come from this album. Um, maybe. I could be wrong. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um. So yeah, yeah, Kingdom Comes out to be number five. All right, here it gets a little bit easier. Number four is probably going to be Peekaboo. Now, holy shit, did he just put the lead single as number four? I don't think he's ever had the lead single be that low on the list before. And you're probably right, but that just speaks volumes as to how good this album is. Um, Peekaboo is a fantastic song. I love the video. Um, hell, like I said, I have the poster for it. Granted, I bought the poster before. I, you know, I, I bought that as a pre-order, so I hadn't heard anything from the from the album yet. But still, fantastic song. I love it. Um, I love the beat to it. I almost know the choreography part for part, as I used to. Maybe not anymore, because I haven't seen the video as much lately. But at one point, I knew the choreography point for point, just about. So, great song. Fantastic song, fantastic video. The performance is amazing. And I think this really... Peekaboo, I think Peekaboo is the first song into a new era of Red Velvet that we're still currently in, kind of, that really elevated them to what I think is, like, their peak. And obviously, you know, they could they could end up being better than this, and that'd be their peak, but as of right now, I feel like this is their peak. Um, so, you know, I attribute a lot to Peekaboo. However, it's just, it against the other three songs I have left, it's just not my favorite among them. Oh, this hurts. Okay, let's just get this over with. Number three is I Just. And it's kind of weird because, like, I love the song. And you would think that, oh, something with such a simple video and a song that's so simple from a like, auditory standpoint. Like, it's you, can, you, you would argue the song is not nearly as complex as some of the other songs on this, on this album. But I like that. It's, it, it takes what little bit it plays with and does it very well. Um, I just, I like that. Like I said, I like the attitude about the song. I like the the confidence that just kind of oozes out of their voices when, when you hear it. Um, I think it's right up their alley. Um, I think it's, you know, this song was definitely a part of their growth, doing something kind of this chill and relaxed, um, but still like kind of like confident and very like I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe it any more than I already have I, I like the song a lot it's not my favorite on the album but it's it's up there um so that takes us into number two 
And if if you if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know what the top two songs are going to be. However, you might not know how they're going to play out because you probably thought that I was going to put about love at number one with the way I was talking about it. I'm not. About love is number two. So shake up, plot twist, spoiler alert. I love the shit out of this song. I I love about love. I, I love about. I'm done with the puns. I'm over that. Um. I love about love. It's it's just the right amount of, of like poppy. It's just the right amount of like cheesy and kind of corny, but it's just it's so perfect. It's it's just it's a it's a gorgeous song. And for this and for a song to like really have me like bounce in my head and like into it from the start is absurd. But this song pulled it off. And I like it a lot for that. Um, and then the chorus just sounds great. <sighs> I'm going to go listen to this song in Perfect 10 after I'm done recording this podcast just because I forgot how great these songs were. And, and I haven't listened to this album in so long. Hell, I might take the CD out and put, and put the CD in something and listen to it. I don't know what I'd put it in because I don't think I even own anything that plays CDs anymore. That can't just play Spotify. But, you know, whatever. You get the, you get the point. You get what I'm saying. But even then, it's still not number one. Number one has to go to Perfect Ten. The only reason I didn't like this song as much as About Love from the start is because I was thrown off. I heard it and I was like, oh, we're already going for the Moonlight Melody. Not Moonlight Melody. We're going for the really soft, slow song. But it's not the end. Why are we doing that? And then I really heard the song and I was like, oh, shit. That's not what this is at all. This is something totally different than that but it just starts off like that if you take away that feeling at the beginning i feel strong more strongly about this song than i do about love hell i told you guys this song is probably what really carries them and again if you don't know their music you're not gonna understand this until next week or whenever i release the next episode when i talk about bad boy but perfect 10 leads so well into bad boy which then leads so well into later songs and really gets them into this style of music that they hadn't really touched on before and like i said it's almost like that sultry sounding song like that almost like flirty like play this when you're sitting by a fireplace with your loved one type song like um i just i this this is a i feel like this was at the time a totally different thing from them and it was the first time trying something like this and they killed it and it's not even just like one of those like shy like soldier songs it's very confident hell the song is called perfect 10 they literally say in the song i can be your perfect 10 like you know i got how much confidence you have to have to tell somebody that you like i will be your perfect 10 like what like what i wish some, i wish somebody would come up to me and be like hey you cute I like you. I'm gonna be your perfect ten. Like, I'm sorry, what? You know what? Do you know what you have to do to meet those standards? Do you know how high up on the bar that is? Like, you reaching, but like to have that kind of confidence and just to put that in a song. Like, I love the song. I do. Listen about love, and again, you might be able to change these out. You might be able to switch these two on a different day, but for the most part, I think. On in on most on nine times out of ten, I'm gonna put Perfect Ten as my favorite song on this album. 
I love both of these songs from from Jump, and that's rare for me. Um, with K-pop, not because they're bad, but just because they play with different songs that I am not used to being an American, because the sounds that we don't tend to play with. Um, I just, uh, it just, uh, I love this song, I really do. Matter of fact, I love it so much. Fuck the bullshit. We gon' we gon' we gon' play this shit. We gon' play this shit from start for the rest of the podcast. Cause that that's how much I like it. Oh my god, this is almost two hours long. Okay, I have to edit it though, so it it hopefully won't be that long. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. Hopefully that doesn't bother anybody. Um. So yeah, that is it for Perfect Velvet, the second full album from Red Velvet. Um, just as a recap, top song or song list from worst to best, Moonlight Melody at nine, um, second date, my second date at eight, Add a Boy at seven, Look at six, Kingdom Come at five, Peekaboo at four, I Just at three, About Love at two, and Perfect Ten at number one. Overall, I really, really like this album. I was very happy that this was the first album that I bought from them. Um, I wish I would have bought ones earlier, but I'm really glad that this is the one I decided to take a chance on. Um, I was mad at the time because I was like, oh shit, I don't have the money to get the repackage and I missed the pre-order date and I they were damn near sold out the month they came out. So I couldn't get the new poster. I couldn't get the, the bad boy like song on my album and stuff, but it's fine. I am totally content with just these nine songs. As, as much as I like the other three songs, I, I'm totally fine with these. Um, and what's funny is that I've only bought two of their albums so far. Um, I probably I probably won't buy Sappy. And I, I thought about uh, Really Bad Boy. But again, I missed the pre-order date. Like, you really got to jump on those or else you're just, you won't get the album. Um, unless you're finally getting like a month later. And even then, that's unlikely. Um... I've only bought two of their albums, and both of those albums have had one of my favorite songs, like, ever on them. Um, and, oh crap, I might have just accidentally revealed one of my favorite songs is on a later album. That's fine, whatever, it's, it's fine. When I do my favorite songs list, it's going to be a long list. Um, it'll probably be like 20, 30 songs. So, yeah. That's uh, that's all I have to say about that album. Um, next week, or next time I get an episode out, which should be next week, I'll probably just make my my release dates Fridays now, um, since that's what I've like become accustomed to now, um, or that's what this one is. So next week will be the. Perfect Red Velvet, which is the title of the repackage of this album. And it'll be a short episode. It'll be just, just those three songs on there. But Bad Boys is, is a big deal, so I'll give it its its time. Um, and yeah, and after that, we only have, I think, a couple more albums. And then I'm thinking next, I'm probably just going to do an episode on each person. And I'll go into more detail about what that will entail yet, because even I'm not sure. But I want to give each person like each member their own dedicated episode and after those episodes i will tell you who my bias is because y'all still don't know unless y'all follow me on social media so yeah um i think that's it um 
I can't think of anything else. Hope I'm not missing anything. Um. Oh no, I am. I just I I want to thank everybody that voted my post. I want to thank everybody that commented. Everyone that's that's giving me advice and stuff. Um, especially especially um, Reddit user you the elite duck. Why did I say the you part? That's that's part of that's what you type in. The their name is the elite duck. Um, they've given me like a ton of advice, a ton of things I can do to help improve the podcast, and they were straight up honest, which is the best thing I could ask for because I don't want anyone to sugarcoat anything with me. Like if people think something is bad, please tell me. And even they didn't say that. They didn't say whether or not it was bad. They just said that you know this is what you can improve. This is my these are my ideas and stuff. So I'm gonna thank them from the bottom of my heart for going through that. And I want to thank everyone that commented on my post where I said, oh, it's got to be pushed back or I'm coming back or I'm about to push back again, this, that, and the other. Um, I just appreciate you guys for being so patient with me. I really do enjoy doing this. I don't want you guys to think that I'm like burnt out on this. So that's why I'm pushing these episodes back. Like these are all legitimate excuses and stuff. I just want to make sure you guys get the best thing possible. Um, I really feel like Red Velvet is underrepresented in like the like worldwide K-pop scene. Um, partially because of SM, because they don't really promote them as well as they could. But I just I see all these diehard BTS fans and all these diehard Blackpink fans, and I'm like, you know what? No, like they're like they're great. Not dissing them at all. But no, I want Red Velvet to have their due. Um, and if my if my contribution to that is just releasing this tiny little podcast only so many people listen to, then so be it. Maybe it'll become something bigger, and hell, maybe I even get to meet them one day. You know, maybe I will help push their fan base over here. Um, maybe I'll help elevate it. Maybe I'll help them get new fans. Who knows? Um, I just want this to be successful and I just want this to, to be something that people can enjoy. And if that's all I end up doing at the end of the day, then I'm totally happy with that. So that is it. Thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to ramble in my outros, so that'll be all. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you all again for the love and support. Um, Yeah. Love you. Uh, Wendy, take us out.